What's going on, everybody? You know what time it is. Yes, it is uh, Monday night, so it's Impromptu Night Live. Now, Diggins, I just saw down below, you said you couldn't hear the intro before. I saw uh-huh. that automa- it automatically mutes all of our mics when uh, when we play any yeah. intro. So yeah. uh, I, I tried. I can unmute mine, but I can't unmute yours. So I can actually talk over the intro, but uh, you guys oh. can't hear it. So that kind of sucks. I'm definitely going to have to send you that, uh, that, that intro. You sent me that one. Oh, did I send you that one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Bill Ragone, what is going on? So, uh, like I said, it's Monday night, impromptu night live. Uh, coming here from the, uh, the Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios. And as always, uh, the, uh, the Monday night show, the impromptu night live, is brought to you by... Yes, brought to you by Corona Cigar. Hopefully, Corona, Corona Cigar, Cigar, Corona, yeah, hopefully Corona Cigar carries the cigar of our guest tonight. So I, I'm not sure if they carry uh, uh, protocol cigars. Um, so tonight we have on uh, Bill I. I know we have Juan Cancel and Protocol Kevin um, on uh, Protocol Kevin. I believe is a. Uh, I'll have to ask him what his job is. I believe like the marketing guy, but uh, uh, Juan Cancel and Bill Ives, the uh, the founders and owners of Protocol Cigars, they are sitting in our green room right now. And uh, let me uh, get this uh, cigar lit up here while we while we say hello to. Everybody that has joined us, uh, Frontline Cigars first. No, sorry, sorry, Mo Frontline. That was Dr. Bill Ragone. Um, and then uh, Dr. Bill Ragone is watching on Facebook. Dr. William Ragone is watching on YouTube. So we got uh, 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 Pete F. What's going on, Pete? Pete, your package went out today. Where's the cigar celebrity? I'm right here, Bill. I'm right here. Calm your tits. Um, Adam Wolf, what is going on? Um, let's see who else we got smoking lead, uh, smoking lead into buildings. This Robert or Caesar from smoking lead. So, uh, Robert said Robert has his name after it. So I would assume that's Caesar. Does he? Okay. So Caesar should have that too as as well. So let's go ahead and let's bring in, let's bring in our guests. we got two gentlemen sitting in the green room right now. So let, let's, uh, let me get rid of this and let's bring them in. What is going on gentlemen? Hello. Hello. How was everybody? Oh, do do it. Good. Uh, just want to say it is an honor to be here on your show. Uh, couldn't think about anywhere else. I'd rather be right now on this beautiful Monday night here in uh, in our studios at uh, sunny Newark, New Jersey. So thank you for having us on. Oh, yeah, you're you're, you're quite you're, you're quite welcome, New Newark, New Jersey. My uh, beautiful fiance Jessica is from Edison. Oh, very not, close. Not far not, away. Not too far away. So uh, next time we're up there, maybe we'll we'll get a chance. We'll have to come see I you. Think in we your, should in your, do that. We should in your studio. That. So. Oh, we yeah. cool. Well, uh, we like to have guests on our studio. Absolutely. 
We're all about having guests. It would be an honor to have you here. We'll do a protocol live. Oh, right, right on. So tonight I am uh, smoking the protocol gold, the uh, the themis. Yes. Um, and a, a great cigar. Probably it is Jessica's favorite in the protocol lineup. Um, well, she's hitting this one and the Sir Robert Peel. You no, know, she likes so, the natural, right? If I, if yeah. I correct, she likes uh, the natural over the Maduro or the Maduro better. I, I can't remember which one she liked. She liked more. So uh, I, I don't know. I, hope, you know. I wish she was here. She'd be able to tell us, but she's working late tonight. So uh, Diggins, what are you smoking tonight? Power of the P, man. I have the uh, uh, the protocol, probable cause. Okay, uh, That's a beautiful cigar. It's one of my favorites, actually, the one you have, Diggins. That's a great cigar. It's a Mexican San Andreas. Mexican San Andreas uh, Maduro wrapper, Nicaragua binder and filler. It's just like a chocolate bar. My thing is a little bit sweet, earthy, a little bit of spice, cocoa notes. It's one of my favorites, man. And then yep. that Vitola that box press Churchill is really great. I, I've got one of those, and I haven't. Uh, the only thing I haven't smoked, I haven't smoked that one yet, and I haven't smoked the um, um, the Lancero. Okay. So, so Jessica and I, we have uh, we we were on a Lancero kick where we reviewed a bunch of Lanceros. We never wanted to smoke another one. Now we're starting to get a pile of Lanceros again. So now we're going to have to go and do another uh, another series on uh, on Lanceros. I've heard good things about your Lancero, so uh, which is which is good because we actually got the uh, our first cigar of the year ever on Cigar Federation. Another uh, podcast uh, was that 2016, I believe it was. Yeah, it was our first ever uh, cigar of the year with those guys, and it was an honor and. Funny story, like we're, we're such cigar geeks that, you know, we do some of the sizes we do are very geeky sizes. You know, we don't go with the whole commercial six by 60 that everybody wants. We want to do like a little bit on the cigar geek side. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, our cigars are, are made at La Zona by Eric Espinoza. And he told us, listen, guys, don't do any uh, Lanceros. Everybody wants them, but nobody buys them. And then we you know, yeah. but we stuck with our guns and we're like, you know something? We love the Lanceros. And we came out. We've gotten uh Really great reviews. Uh, out of Alanceros, the blue got Cigar of the Year with uh, Cigar Federation, and the red, the, the probable cause, got Cigar of the Year with uh, Tim Rollins from Tiny Tim Cigar World. Yeah. So mm -hmm. those Alanceros have been very, very good for us. That 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 is good. I mean, because like I said, Lanceros de definitely some, they're hit and miss whether they sell or not. Because Lancero yeah. guys are generally. Weird guys, they're they are Lancero, collect <laughs> Lancero collectors. Guys, yeah. guys will buy a box or a bundle or a jar, whatever the Lancero. A lot of Lanceros seem to come in jars sometimes, and then that's mm -hmm. all they'll ever buy. They'll buy that one, and then they'll buy you know, and then they'll never buy another box again. You know, so Lancero guys are just it's weird. They they are just weird people. I um, see the queen the queen of memes just got on Chrissy. Shout out to Chrissy. You know, uh, yeah. I'll turn my phone on in the morning because I just have it off all night or it'll explode. And it just beeps for like five minutes on end. And half the time it's these Chrissy. She must be up till 2 a.m. So Chrissy every night says she's going to bed, but she's really, you know, searching for uh, memes all night long. She's working the meme mimes all, she's all got night a, long. A filter you know, app. You know that's it. Just she's just working through all the sites. That's it. She's work working the mimes. She's mimes. She has her little canary, you know, and then she's I, just. I call Chrissy the queen of memes, and I'm the king of gifts. Right? How you say yeah, that? Yeah, gifts. gifts. I, I love gifts. Gifts. The gift king. Gifts yeah. 
gifts are the best thing to happen to Facebook since Facebook. It just oh, exactly. <laughs> awesome. You can have full conversations with gifts and not say a word. Just you, you can. Yeah. Just all, you know, just they're just sometimes you just know everything is wrapped up in one. Just oh, you know, yeah. just you just, just have a five minute conversation in one in one ten seconds. One gift. Yeah. It's yeah. better than an essay. Some people write essays. <laughs> I find a gift. I just write and I try to find. You know, you put something in. You do a, a gift search. And you, you don't always pick the first one. You go deep and you trek. And oh, get yeah. yeah. That's good stuff, man. It's some good stuff. I love gifts. That's it. And all, all else fails. Just use the one of Forrest Gump waving his hand. One of my favorites is actually uh, Charlie Murphy when he did that skit. <laughs> and he looks and he's like looking. All of a sudden he starts laughing and he starts clapping. That's another good one. Oh, my God. Rest Charlie. in peace, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, Charlie Murphy. Oh, God. Funny guy. So, so one, who, who is this gentleman sitting next to you? So this handsome gentleman next to me is actually uh, a great friend of the company. He became a partner about three years ago, would you say? Yeah, three years ago. So in the beginning, it was uh, Bill, myself, and uh, a lawyer, uh, Bill Agatis, and we started the company. And Kevin really was always supporting us, and he was like a dream of his to like you know be part of a cigar company. So we were like, all right, listen, you want to – you want to get in here? So we give him a chance and he uh, he bought in and now he's one of the owners, but he does his main thing is I'll let you talk about your main thing about sales and all that. Let everybody know about what you do, Kevin. I'm the business aspect of protocol. Yes. <laughs> I'm the funny guy. I don't know nothing about he's business. Funny bill and one are great on social media and built the brand. Um, my day job is internet security. I'm a sales uh, engineer uh, for a very large internet security company. So I bring a little bit more of a business aspect. Uh, my wife now does the books for protocol. So she's the uh, corporate accountant for us and um, building out the, the company with these guys. So my official role and title is national sales manager and uh, it's Kevin Kythen, but I'm uh, Kevin underscore protocol on Instagram if anyone wants to follow me. Oh, okay. So, so right, right on. And, uh, and, and I guess, and, and usually you don't, you know, like the wife does the books, this guy's a sales guy, you know, doing all the internet stuff. He could rob you blind, yes. but, <laughs> but you're working for a couple of cops. So there's no way that's happening. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. No, I keep, I keep these guys in check. I make sure we're not handing He's out actually better than we are. We, yeah. We're wild. <laughs> He's the one that keeps us he, grounded. These guys is cops. If you know cops, they can get wild. Yes. And, uh, these yeah. guys do, but uh, we have a good time. And uh, if you watch our podcast that we just filmed before this, I was checking one million times during that one. So got to rein them in a little bit, but it's all good fun. We're just having a good time. And it's a passion of ours, and I'm proud to be a part of Protocol, police officer-owned cigar company, and uh, we're doing our thing. My thing oh, in life cool. is always putting out positive energy, making people laugh. I think laughter. Yeah. Cops have a sick sense of humor because we see so much wild, crazy stuff that to cope with it, we just turn everything into a joke because mm -hmm. you're better off laughing than crying. So yeah. I've ad adopted that philosophy in my whole life. Like, I, 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 you know, I'll make myself look look like a fool. I can just make one guy laugh. Actually, I'll tell you a quick funny story. Um, we went to uh, Club Macanudo a few months ago. I think it was like in early January. <laughs> and they have this awesome Club Macanudo's in Manhattan, guys. If you ever get a chance, if anybody's in Manhattan, Club Macanudo is a great Cigar spot. Manhattan has a few great cigar spots, and this is probably, I would say, number one great cigar spots. And they have this particular dessert where they take these chocolate truffles and they put them in a batter and they fry them. And then they roll them around in this powdered sugar, and they are just to die for. So I did a little skit where I was actually, 
we ate all the uh, the truffles and we had this all this powdered sugar uh, uh, left over. So I took my credit card out and I kind of <laughs> made lines and pretended that I was, you know, you know, indulging. But, you know, I got some flack for it because they were like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Da, da, da. But got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I got, yes, I got into a lot of trouble. But let me tell you something. I got a, I got a, a DM from somebody, some dude that was a random guy that said, you know something? I had a hard day at work, man. Things were just looking bad and I felt you know, just uh, I got problems, and sometimes, like I don't know, I wonder if life's worth life's worth living. And I open up Facebook and I see you you did that, and I just laughed and I just felt better. So for that one guy, mm-hmm. I could make that guy feel better about himself, his life, and it just feel good in, in, in general. I don't care. I made myself look like a fool. It's, it's worth <laughs> absolutely. always, no matter what you do. Yeah. yeah, you know, no yeah, matter what you do, you're going to have well, your haters out there, the the people that don't agree with what you're doing. But, you know, if you can't laugh at it, yourself, if you can't laugh at life, then what the hell are you doing? It, I laugh it, at myself all day long. It, it, exactly. <laughs> you know, we get people that reach out to Jessica and I all the time. You know, we aren't very good cigar reviewers, but we try and make people laugh because they like said there are too many serious cigar people out there in the world. So we get messages all the time. From husband and wives, boyfriend, girlfriends, what are significant others? You know, it's like, you know, that is one time, like once a week when you guys upload a video, my wife and I, or my boyfriend and I, we sit down and we get to watch you guys because you're just a regular, ordinary couple just like us. And we laugh because, you know, my husband and I will bitch about each other, but you guys do the same thing. And it just feels that connection and people just want to laugh. Life- I truly enjoy it. You, you guys have this magic. It's like this, this, this. <laughs> energy together it's just it's amazing for the people that watch you guys together i think it's pretty awesome mm-hmm. I, I wrote you something yeah. i said the same thing like you yeah. guys were, oh yeah you it were was, magic it, it i was, enjoyed it it. Yeah. it was absolutely great and like i said we we just have a good time and that's what that's what uh cigars are about just getting together enjoying a cigar having a good time and forgetting the life's problems like i said jessica and i can unwind at the end of the day and we don't mm-hmm. even have to say anything. We could just be in the office here smoking a cigar. And it's just that connection that we get just being next to each other, even if it's not saying anything. And, and that's that's fantastic. Um, I always, I always yeah. say there's, 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 there's enough negativity in the world. Why add more to it? People don't want to hear your problems on social media. You know, I'm one about just putting out positive energy, positive vibe, and just try to make people have a good time because this is what – this product is ultimately about, you know, the brotherhood, yep. the the camaraderie, the, the having a good time, you know, because this is where you can have a bad day and you light up a cigar and you have a scotch or whatever you want to drink with it, wine, and you just feel better. Exactly. Yep. And um, I, I got a question for Kevin. I mean, hell, yeah. I needed a cigar today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, especially yeah. after. Are we going to talk about that on the air, like your, your bad day or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tell them about the uh, the bad day. Then I got a question for Kevin. So, yeah, yeah. D- Diggin just uh, had to walk, it, well, walk the, here. He walked 10 miles. I had to walk my ass home because my Toyota Tundra with only 30,000 miles on it just lost its rear axle. And the passenger side tire kicked backwards and tore up the, the fender on the truck bed passenger side. So... I pulled off on the side of the road, walked my ass home, and called my buddy that owns the flatbed. I am not happy. So when I got here, I needed a cigar. So it's <laughs> you're right, man. Absolutely a good thing, you know. It just some of you didn't feel better. The minute you away. lit it and you tasted it and you smoked, what Absolutely. are you drinking? What are you guys drinking with yours? Uh, I don't have a Dr Pepper. That's that's fine. Actually, Dr Pepper's I I, I'm, I I have not had it, but I've heard Dr Pepper's a great 
pairing with cigars. It just the, it the sweetness yeah. in it really helps with the cigars. It, it is. It's good. Um, I'm yeah. drinking my all. I only drink Bacardi and Diet. Um, so uh, um, uh, I'm drinking. I'm drinking my standard uh, Tito's and Club Soda. So salute to you guys. Thank you for having us on. Uh, yeah, that, hey, Tito, thank you. That's a that's a Texas vodka. Yes, it's awesome. It's like, so I'm on a keto diet. So Tito is keto. Oh, right on. Tito is keto. Now, now digging. What you are you guys are, smoking? Yeah. I am smoking right now. Uh, I just took the band off it, but I, I'm smoking the uh, the blue protocol and the owner size. So we really. So what was going on was we were just going through our cigars like crazy, opening up boxes, and we we're like, we got to do something. We got to stop opening up these boxes because the more boxes we open up, the less we could have for the people to to, to smoke and enjoy. So what we did we did a owner size. It's a double Corona. And it's just a, like a large, you know, double Coronas is a great, great size, but it really kind of like intimidates people because it is the largest cigar. So it's a good, about, I want to say about an hour and a half to two hour cigar. Yeah. But uh, it's our owners, is the owners of Atola, and that's what I'm smoking right now. Kevin? Yeah, I'm smoking an original Protocol Blue. I found it at one of our local shops. They still had a couple left and bought all those up. So I bought my own cigars back from the shop. <laughs> but it's the original band. So this is uh, probably a four or five-year-old cigar. So uh, Is it smoking really, tremendously? It is. Oh, very nice. And it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Right, right on. Now, Kevin, now, do you keep an eye on what Juan and Bill smoke? You know, uh, earlier, uh, uh, Saka had messaged me. He was he was. <laughs> He was free, he was free tonight, and he's like, "Hey, I can come on tonight." And I'm like, oh, "I got Juan Cancel on tonight," but it, but remind me when you guys were smoking that uh, his wife Cindy keeps track of everything that he smokes, and really, she, and she wow. makes him she makes him cut cut her a check. Wow, I believe quarter, quarterly, <laughs> he's got to write out of his personal bank account. Holy for, cow! For the cigars that he smokes. Now, the only time he gets free cigars is when he goes to the factory. That's, that's only, funny. That's the only that's time funny. he's he's allowed to have so, a free cigar. So I'm I, a big Steve Saka fan. Shout out to Steve Saka. If you're watching, if you're not watching people, Steve Saka is the best. That guy, he's amazing. I've actually had Steve Saka at my house for Christmas dinner one year. He was around and I invited him over. It was I made him what I thought was the best meal ever made. I made him a very uh I'm Puerto Rican, so I made him a very Puerto Rican Christmas dinner. I made a rice and gandules, I made a pernini, which is a basically a roasted pork shoulder. And I made pasteles. Pasteles are something that Puerto Ricans do for Christmas. It's almost like a tamale, but it's made out of uh, a green bananas. It's really, really good. So uh, that and potato salad. So shout out to Steve Saka. It was actually it's funny. They were both working for Jewish State at the time, but I had Steve Saka and David Lafferty at my house for that same dinner, and it was awesome. Oh, shout wow. out to Steve. For, so, for the record, it's hard to get a word in edgewise. Sorry, sorry. Juan can't sell. And I had a few of these already. So <laughs> I can't. Yeah, my he, he, going. he had a few drinks, so I so, can't so answer the question he asked me. So, so, so that's sorry, pretty- answer the question. Answer the question. Yeah, you you keep track of the cigars they're smoking. <laughs> no, I don't keep track. One of the one of the maybe we that, should. That's a yeah. good idea. Maybe I should. Well, keep, I'll stop smoking if I got to pay you for my own yeah, cigars. It's gonna, your bill is going to be massive, <laughs> and it's not it's not what we're smoking. It's what Juan hands out. Otherwise, I you know, because if he if it was his way, we would just give cigars away for free <laughs> but we have a business to run and we yes, have to actually true. sell a couple of cigars to pay for it's nice having the business right you can buy the cigars yeah you at your cost right so we don't we don't monitor uh what what each one smokes but we're all within the realm i think of what it is it's just we have to watch how many you know free boxes and things we're giving out if you go to an event with one there's like an extra at the end of the night five <laughs> raffle prizes you know let's do one more for yeah. everybody right but it's all well good. you know like like you say, Steve Saka's wife uh, keeps track of the cigars he smokes. Now, me personally, if I owned a cigar company, 
that would be in my budget. Yeah, it's a smart thing to do, right? So we have you it in know. our budget too, right? So it's one of the perks yeah, of owning a cigar company is we have exactly. access to some really good cigars. And like Juan said, I put in POs uh, for the company so we can do some owner sizes and then we don't buy boxes or anything else. We just buy bundles. So it makes it a little bit more economical for us to uh, support our little cigar habit here at the office. And yeah, it's good. We have a good time with it. So right on. Now, um, uh, Juan, uh, you and Bill, um, uh, are you guys are you guys officially retired? Because I know in '98 you you put in your 20 years. So I retired exactly about a year ago. Uh, January 31st, 2019 was my retirement. I did uh, 20 years of service. I did four years with the NYPD and 16 years with the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. Uh, my time with the NYPD counted because they are in the same pension system. So I'm blessed in that sense. And um, I got on in 98. So it was when I got on, I got on uh, the police department in 98. So policing has changed dramatically in uh, over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I got on, I talked to old timers and policing has changed. So um, to me, my mentality was... Um, Policing is the front line to defend the common citizen from the filth that's out in the street. That's a Brooklyn thing. <laughs> filth. I, well, anyway, filth. so uh, we are the front line. And sometimes, you know, to, to maintain people's safety, you got to get dirty. And nowadays it's like everything cops do. It's now I, now I get it. Listen, there are times when people make mistakes, but in general, you know, it's just it's getting out of control. So I was like, you know something? I need to leave. I need to get out of here. Um, if I'm, I'm old school, like if I talk to you and you act kind of crazy or whatever, I'll slap you in the face. I don't care. You know, just put you <laughs> back in line. Like to me, That's not gr- good. growing up as a kid, I'd rather a cop slap me than arrest me because now you got a criminal record. Exactly. Yeah. Job, this and that. So let me tell you something. When I was a kid, if a cop kicked if a cop kicked me in the ass, I'd be thank you, officer. And I, you know, you know, not a knucklehead. But now it's like you're forced for little stupid things that kids do. You know how kids are. Let's say they want to write something on a stop sign, or they want to they hop on a train and they press the the emergency brake button or whatever. You know things happen, and uh, and nowadays you gotta you know treat people to the full extent of the law. You got to arrest them for everything. And that really destroys people's lives. And I, I kind of mm-hmm. appreciated back in the day when if you, you were, a, a, I'm not saying selling drugs, like, like major stuff, like yeah. stupid yeah. stuff that kids do. I'd rather get a little swift kick in the ass and have the cop drive me to my parents and my parents beat the shit out of me too. And it kept me out of trouble. Like I never, I never did any jail this time. A family, or, is this a family show? It is. <laughs> a family. Yeah. No, yeah, we're good. Listen, yeah, I mean, when I, Tobacco is not monetized anyway no more, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. You know, I, I almost, like I said, I, a friend of mine pulled me over, I mean, f- fleeing to elude, you know, and it wasn't in a, in a neighborhood or anything else. And uh, he got out of his car and he was rolling up his sleeves. He was this close to just punching me in the face, yeah. screaming at me. And the, I still remember that. And it was just, and I'm, I'm I was going to take it too. I was going to, because it was, I was in the wrong. And it just, you know, and he, and same thing, he wasn't going to destroy my life. My philosophy as a cop, my philosophy as a cop for 20 years was there are bad people out there, the people robbing people, doing burglaries, all these kind of stuff. And then there are good people that have bad days. The the working heart, the working class man that's had a bad day at work. Maybe he, he passes through a stop sign. 
do I want to sit there and give this guy a summons and points on his license and all that stuff? You know, my thing is good people have bad days. Uh, and that's what it is. What it is. Like, my thing was I want to get bad guys. I don't want to, like, fuck around with the average, you know, good working hard class guy that had a bad day, maybe rolled through a stop sign or he's got to take a dump and he's, he's driving like 10 miles faster. <laughs> Come on. You're going you're yeah. gonna to stop a guy. He's, uh, officer, I, I got to go to the bathroom. Ba- All right, give me the right Come on. You're like, you know, this, I'm, I'm a different kind of guy. Like, you know, or, so, or you, or, or you can, go. you can be like Diggins here. Diggins had a run in with the, uh, with the law earlier this week. Diggins, did, tell me your story. How was uh, it? What happened? Dude, I was driving and it was a, it, a farm road. Um, and so it's, you know, 60 miles an hour, just two lanes. And uh, I'm sitting there cruising. I've got my hand on the steering wheel like this, you know, uh, cigar in between my fingers. And a uh, 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 constable goes by. And, you know, I look at him as he goes by, kind of nod a little bit. And he looks at me. But then as soon as he goes by, he whips it around and i'm like what the hell's going on here you know um so obviously he lights me up i i pull over and he comes up and he says is there a problem i say i don't know you pulled me over is there a problem as i put the cigar <laughs> in my mouth like this and as i put the cigar in my mouth like this he says uh uh were you smoking that cigar i said yes sir and he said, oh, I'm sorry, man. I thought you were flipping me off. Have a good day, sir. And I was like, dude, that's fucking hilarious. But that's awesome. then that's after, I, after I put it in drive and got back up to, to speed, I realized I was smoking the Themis, the protocol. Oh, wow. And oh, if I would have realized that when he had me pulled over, I would have told him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a cop company uh, right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take a picture, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Cop pulled me over while I was smoking a cop-owned cigar. You should have been smoking the probable cause. And he was, he was <laughs> said, do you have probable cause to stop me and show him the cigar? Yeah. He would have been like, what? What are you talking yeah. about? Oh, my God. Uh, so, so uh, Juan, most people think the name of your company is Protocol Cigars. Yes. But the name of your company is, how do you pronounce it? All right, so the so the name of the cigar lines, everything we do is protocol, and but the actual name of the company is Cubariqueño. So what happened was, Bill and I wanted to come out with a a, a a name for the company, and it's just like this weird thing, like the the the, the name of the brand became the name of the company, but in reality, it's Cubariqueño Cigar Company. So Cubariqueño is basically a mix. Well, Bill is Cuban, and I'm Puerto Rican, so in Spanish it's Cubano. And Puerto Ricanio. So then we mix those two words to make it Cubariqueño. And I know some people can't pronounce it, but I thought it was so cool. Like we made our own word. You want to hear something funny? So we try to <laughs> trademark Cubariqueño Cigar Company. And uh, the trademark people sent us back denying our trademark. And they were like, you can't use that name because it's a combination of Cuban and Puerto Rican. And then they actually went to quoted a uh, I went on a podcast and I said how the name was from Cuban and Puerto Rican and they combined and they actually quoted my own line when they denied me the thing. I was like, this is Cuban and Puerto Rican. You got denied. I was like, damn, I got denied by my own, you know, your own vices. My, wow. my own words. Man. You know, uh, yeah. So, so your, your grandfather, he actually worked on a tobacco plantation in the, in the 1930s. Is that where you got your, love of tobacco or do you, do you remember that is impressive wow he did his homework that, that is quite impressive so back in the 30s uh 
they used to grow a lot of tobacco in Puerto Rico. And my grandfather uh, worked at a tobacco field in Puerto Rico. And it's it's, it's long gone now. There's very little tobacco. But um, I want to say he worked at the tobacco, comp- the tobacco fields in Puerto Rico. But the way I really got influenced by it, I've said it a few times, but I'll say it again because you bring it up. So I've been exposed to, to cigars uh, fr- from a child. And it's not your traditional way. You would think it's because my grandfather worked at a cigar company, or I mean, a, a cigar f- um, field in Puerto Rico. But it was actually him and my grandmother prank- practiced something called Santeria. And for you guys that don't know what Santeria, it's an Afro-Cuban religion mm-hmm. that uh, does a lot of different. You know, it's 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 it, you Google it Santeria. But anyway, within the yeah. religion of Santeria. You have a lot of the rituals and a lot of the rituals uh, called for cigars, a lot of cigar smoking, because they say that uh, the smoke uh, um, 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 wards away evil and bad spirits. Okay. So they used to give me a cleansing with tobacco and my grandfather would take a tobacco. I'm going to see if I could do it so you guys you could see it. Let me see. So you take a lit cigar and you, it's kind of dangerous. Don't do this at home, people. <laughs> you put the lit end in your mouth. Don't hurt yourself. And you blow out. Watch Oh, I've seen him do that. Yeah. You probably didn't see it, but I got a bunch of ash in my mouth now. <laughs> <laughs> but when he would cleanse me with the cigars, I used to love the smell. So and then he would actually take cigars and he'd do offerings to the saints. So he would actually light up a cigar and get a glass of wine. And he had a little altar and he would actually <laughs> put the cigar down put the glass of wine down and then walk away. And I would walk into the room when he wasn't there. I was like, oh, he's not there. I'd pick up the cigar and I start smoking the cigar and I start drinking the wine. I'm probably 10 years old. Like, oh, this, this tastes awesome. And I'm smoking the cigar. And then when I hear him come back, I put the cigar down. I put the wine down. I walk away. He'd walk into the room I'm like, oh my God, this, the saints have accepted my <laughs> offering. Look at it. They smoked the cigar all the way down and drank all the wine. Oh, my God. Can you believe this? And you're walking around drunk. And I'm walking around 10 years old, drunk yeah. and like high on nicotine. So I would like to think that he knew I was smoking it. Uh, but if he did it, hey, listen, whatever floats your boat. you know. But, yeah, I've uh, been exposed to cigars for a long time. I love cigars. And this is how this company started, like just my passion for cigars and Bill and I had a passion, and then we got an opportunity to, uh, to you know, open up a cigar brand. And we were social media guys. We were just, and I still consider ourselves cigar nerds, consumers, and that's how we started. And it was just amazing, just the love and the passion for this product. And I, I love it. You know, this well, is one of my favorite things. I, I hear you got started in the cigar business because you won a contest rolling cigars. Wow, you, you've definitely done your homework. Yeah. I, I tell you, last, last last week we had on a Omar DeFrias with a Fortello cigars. I love Omar. And, Did uh, you see his his latest? He had a, he had something today, some big debacle. That they wanted to charge him thirty five hundred dollars to that, bring his own cigars into that, Mexico. That was yeah. I, I I cited on the show the degrees that he had, you know, in uh, uh in in his life, you know, from uh from New York to Puerto Rico. He had an MBA, so he was he was blown away about the knowledge. So I, I try and go a little deeper. Yeah. I try and go way back. You know, so but but that story that I heard, I'm very impressed. I'll tell the story kind of like it's a long story. I don't want to consume yeah. the whole show. But uh, in 2006, I tell my wife, I want to go to the uh, New York City Big Smoke. And she goes, oh, OK, that sounds good. How much is it? Uh, it's one hundred and fifty dollars. 
She goes, what? 150? You know how much milk and eggs you could buy with $150? <laughs> a lot. I was like, okay, no problem. This is 2006. I'm like, all right, no problem. I, I won't go. She goes, nah, go. You know, you work hard. Just, just go, go. So I go to the New York City Big Smoke, and this is when it was in the Marriott Marquis. It was just Cigar Aficionado did this amazing event in New York City. And, of course, uh, sidebar, New York City stopped all the smoking, so now they, they don't do that anymore. But I walk in, and it's like it was my first real big multi-vendor event at Cigar Aficionados. And I'm looking around like, oh, my God, like a kid in a candy store. You walk up to all these people, Rocky Patel's there, uh, 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 Pete Johnson is there. Uh, Fuentes. It was just amazing. And then back then, uh, it was a guy named Mike Giannini, still in the business, great human yeah. being. Yeah, Mike Giannini worked yeah. for General Cigars. He worked for La Gloria Cubana along with Ernesto Perez Carillo. And they had something called the mm-hmm. the the Cubana Super Roll Championship. And what they would do at all these new, uh, uh, the uh, cigar aficionado big smokes, they would actually let you um, roll your own cigar. And what they would do is they would already have a cigar that was already, you know, you know, bound, it was already binded. It was a full cigar. All you had to put your wrapper on. And I'm, I'm yeah. just starting my geekness. I'm like, wow, roll your own cigar. This is something I got to do. So I sat down, spoke to Mike Giannini. There's a guy named Papaleo. Papaleo is their roller. He sits there. Now, I sit right next to him, right in front of him. He's telling me in Spanish, but Mike Giannini is now translating to everybody how you roll the cigar, I roll the cigar, I do a, make a long story short, I roll the cigar, I look at it, I'm like, wow, I'm just so proud of this thing. Mike Giannini comes up to me and he says, he says uh, takes a cigar, he goes, uh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, uh, uh, and I'm a cop, but I, you, most cops don't tell people when you actually, I'm, like, uh, I'm a garbage yeah. man, I, which well, technically right, because I take out the trash, <laughs> yeah. you know, right? <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, ah, listen, I'm a garbage man. He goes, you sure? I'm like, why are you asking me these questions? He goes, I just want to make sure you don't roll cigars for a living. I was like, roll cigars? This is my, no, I don't roll cigars. He goes, this is pretty nice. Put your name on this uh, piece of paper, put the cigar in the bag, and, and, and give it to me as part of the competition. I'm like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't want to. He goes, no, 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 no. You, you know, th- this is a pretty nice cigar. You might win. I was like, nah, I just want my cigar. I don't want to be in no competition. That's okay. I respect the competition. I just want to, this, I, you know. Think about, you You know, you guys are uh, cigar geeks. Imagine you just, your first cigar you ever roll and it comes out really nice. You're like, I just want this. I want to put it in a, in a mantle. Yeah. Like, no, no, listen, put this, put the cigar in a bag. Write your, your name on this piece of paper. Put it in the bag. And give it to me. I'm like, nah, it's okay. I don't want it. The man actually hit the, listen to me. <laughs> Write your name on that piece of paper. Put it in the bag with the cigar. I promise you. You, nothing's gonna happen to your cigar because I was worried about the cigar being lost or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm like, fine, okay, fine, fine. I put it in the bag, I wrote my name on it, boom. Come back nine o'clock, see who the winner is. Long story short, they take this big table, they put out all the cigars, and Esther Perez Carillo and Mike Giannini come on, they pick the top, uh, pop, top three, top five, whatever it was. They put all the other cigars in this big box, and I say to myself, my cigars in this box. If I don't go right now, I'm never going to get it. So I'm. they put the box to the side. Nobody's thinking about that box. I run to the box. I'm looking. I got to find my cigar. It's got to be in here somewhere. They start saying, all right, third place is uh, Jane Smith, you know, John Smith. And he wins a box of the Glory Cabanas. But I'm like, oh, my God, that guy is so lucky. I'm looking for my <laughs> And second place is uh, Todd James. He wins two boxes of Glory Cabana, number one. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God. I look up. Like, this guy is lucky. Like, what? where's my cigar? And then they all start pounding the table. And the first and the, and the winner is 
Juan Cancel, and I'm still looking for my thing. Like, Juan Cancel, where are you? I'm like, I'm here. I'm like, oh, you won. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, basically, it was a great experience. They uh, flew me and my wife down in 2007 to uh, uh, Miami. We did uh, all the people there that, that for the 2006 that were all the uh, big smokes. So there was one in Chicago, one in Vegas, one in Jersey, one in New York, one somewhere. Oh, actually, two in New York, two. So it was like seven of us, and we wound up uh, mm-hmm. having a competition. And this time, we actually did the the cigar from loose tobacco, where we actually bunched it, put it in the in the mold in the whole nine yards, and actually won that one too. So it was oh, just an damn. amazing experience. And I, I I often credit my passion for cigars to be in this 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 level of passion to Mike Giannini. So Mike Giannini, if you're watching this, I'm actually going to tag you on it later. Thank you, and you are my inspiration. Thank you. You you know he still does that at the uh, the Drew Estate Barn Smokers. He teaches people to roll cigars. Mike Giannini is an awesome bro. I yeah, love that. Uh, I love uh, that guy. He's Je- awesome. Jessica, um, uh, my good buddy Craig Vanderslice, uh, Cigar Craig, and Jessica. We uh we were up at the Pennsylvania Barn Smoker, but I've I've done them all. We had every Barn Smoker. Mike Giannini's there. He gives you a uh, a cigar that's bound, and everybody mm-hmm. gets all day long. He just shows people how to roll cigars. Wow. And uh, it, it's still to that. Oh yeah, you'll you'll be with us. And yeah, I actually you- still have that cigar too. I have it in a glass, uh, in, a, in a glass tube. And every once in a right. while, I oh, I go through my humidor and I look at it. I'm like, this is the one that started it all. This is started down the rabbit hole. I took the I took the red pill and I went down a rabbit hole, like the Matrix and everything. However you want to say, it, boom. And I just if it wasn't for Mike Giannini, you know, forcing me to to kind of do that, it, you know, it, I wouldn't probably be where I'm at right now. Exactly, and we—I yeah. I got to uh, um, roll uh, tabacieros with Steve Saka, but he make us—he made us smoke all the cigars afterwards as we were rolling them. We couldn't take them. We—he—he he made us smoke them, you know. So it well, was. Well, I mean, that's not that bad. It, it's it's a cigar, Steve you know, Saka. I mean, yeah, it, exactly. It was such a fun <laughs> event. Just just rolling cigars. You just realize how hard it is. Yeah, to, yeah. to roll cigars. You know, it's just it, it, it's mind numbing. What Juan's not telling hey, you is Juan. he now rolls all of the protocol cigars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. I'd kill myself if I had to do that. No, a, no. Let me tell you something. When Juan, you're done, I have a you question. Yeah. Uh, it's not cigar related, man. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, I have a no, question. No, no. But it's not cigar related. Uh, go ahead. I don't I'm care. A Sig, I'm a Sig guy. Kevin okay. is a Glock guy. You, <laughs> okay. Uh, you, as a retired police officer of 20 years, what was your favorite service weapon? Uh, what's your favorite? My Smith & Wesson. I like my Smith, Smith & Wesson. Wesson. The Glock, I didn't like because it was plastic. It was light. The SIG, back uh, when I first got on the NYPD, the SIG was one of our choices. But yeah. I used to hear a lot of the a lot of malfunctions. They would have issues with it. So they, they, they would kind of... And they gave you a chance. So I, I shot a SIG. and I, I just, I don't know, just to me, the full metal silver looking it's a beautiful gun the, the smith and weston we had i don't remember the exact one i actually still have it because the nypd one they gave it to you but it was this full beautiful nine millimeter smith and weston it just felt right and i just love that so i'm a, I'm a big smith and weston guy mm. so i have two guns i don't have a lot so i have the smith and weston for my nypd and then i have a beretta mini cougar 8000 for my off duty oh, okay that's right. another great gun. I'm a, Beretta, I'm a, beretta's I'm a Spring, awesome springfield armory guy yeah no, right right yeah, they, they, they all they all make. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just I've always always been a Glock guy. I said uh, a, a friend of mine. I said uh, who taught me how to shoot. He was in the CIA his his whole life. He only carried Glocks. 
So I, you know, so that's how I got into, you know, he was my, my mentor. So that was just always, you know, I, I was always a, a Glock guy now. Okay. So one, uh, a quick question on guns. We'll get back to cigars, New, uh, New York. Oh my God. I mean, just, you want to talk about anti-gun yes. being, a, being a former cop. Are you allowed to carry um, still or no? Yes. So um, I live in Pennsylvania. So uh, uh, besides me having the retired, there's, there's something that there's something that George Bush put into law years ago, George Bush, uh, George Bush uh, Jr., um, he put something where I forget the name. I'm not going to HR 218. I believe it was where all law enforcement at one point, believe it or not, if you were NYPD and you would go into New Jersey because the way the laws were, they could technically arrest you for having a gun. So what George Bush, George Bush Jr. did was like <laughs> a hard work. universe. He just made a totally universal thing where he was able to put into in, in, into law that if you're a cop anywhere, especially after terrorism and stuff, you're a cop anywhere in uh, 50 states, you can carry anywhere. So we have the HR 218. But besides that, I also went out and I got my uh, my Pennsylvania concealed carry. And there's a lot of states that does the uh, was it reciprocity. I forget. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So I'm covered with that, but I'm also covered being a cop. So I can carry any anywhere. You know, um, I'm blessed that I do that. And then when I do travel, I do. Uh, always have my gun with me. Probably, probably don't tell people that. No, but I, you know, but I do always have it with me because uh, I'm afraid of uh, Hell's Angels. That's my. Uh, <laughs> he, is, he is afraid <laughs> of the Hell's Angels. <laughs> That's my one of my my fears, my phobias. So uh, we got the banditos here in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> don't mess with the pagans. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So so after so uh, after your story about the pagans that I can't tell you. No 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 no. no we're not telling that story. So, so a- after your um, uh, rolling experience with uh, Michael Giannini, um, yes. and then so you, so you go back to work uh, as as a police officer, and then eventually, yes. how did you get hooked up with Eric Espinoza? Where did that come about? Okay, yeah. so um, in my cigar geekness, um, I became right after the whole thing with Mike Giannini, and he sent me down that rabbit hole. I just became insanely like obsessed with like cigars. The cigar celebrities, the Rocky Patels, the Pete Johnsons, the Steve Sockers, the Jonathan Drews, the Nick Molinos, like all these guys. So anytime I would see any of these guys at a local uh, cigar shop, I would go and visit them. So I became great friends with all these guys. And I also did um, for 10 years uh, while I was with the Port Authority, I became uh, the president of the Port Authority Police Hispanic Society for about. I want to say about six years or so, but before even becoming the presidency, I wanted to do a lot of, a lot of cops like cigars. So I wanted to do a charity event. And for 10 years, we ran the uh, Port Authority Police Hispanic Society cigar night out. And it became in the beginning, it was something of maybe like 35 guys, but towards the end, the, like the last one, we had over 375 people in attendance, ticket, ticket buyers. And there was one year we had A.J. Fernandez, Rocky Patel, Saka, uh, Caldwell, Nick Molino. Um, 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 what's the guy from uh, 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 Matt Booth? Yeah. Uh, Yachty. Yachty Gonzalez. I, I, and I could just go. You would go to this thing. You would think it was like a cigar event. It became bigger than the Port Authority Police. So it was just an amazing thing. 
And I got so close to people like Eric Espinosa. He was one of them. So uh, Bill and I are hanging out at our third partner, Bill Agathis's uh, lounge one day. And we're smoking, laughing, having a good time, just enjoying each other's company. And uh, Bill Agathis says to us, why don't you guys come out with a cigar company? And we were like, laughed. A cigar company? Crazy. Nobody's going to buy our cigars. And we laughed. And after we laughed for 20 minutes, he goes, um, I'm serious. Why don't you guys come out with a cigar company? You have great social media presence. You know everybody in the business. I think you guys do very well. So we were like, okay, how are we going to do this, though? And Bill Agathis was like, uh, I'll front you financially. I'll give you whatever money it is to do the startup. And then eventually you guys will pay me back. And, we'll, you know, no interest or nothing. Just something, a passion that we all have. So once we had the, the logistics of that uh, done, we were like, who who would you want to make your cigars? And at the time, I was a tremendous Eric Espinosa fanboy. Anything that Espinosa did, I really loved. Yeah. Yeah, I still love everything that Eric does. So I was like, how about Eric Espinosa? So at that point, Eric and I had a, a, a personal relationship. So I reached out to Eric and I said, Eric, would you consider making a cigar for our company? This is what we're doing. Da, 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 da. And I thought 100% he was going to laugh at us and say, are you kidding me? You guys are nobodies. I'm not going to make you a cigar. Get out of here. And it was the total opposite. He said, Juan, you and Bill really push my brand you guys do great exposure for me i would be honored to do a cigar for you and it's pretty amazing because a lot of times if you go just a person off the street if you wanted to go to somebody let's say you wanted to go to yeah. whoever and say make me a cigar they do sometimes like a twenty thousand uh, cigar stick uh, minimum purchase yeah. like, you gotta it's a big buy-in eric was like you know what, what can you do and we're like eric you know we're small guys we want to do something small Let's do 5,000. And Eric was like, you got it, 5,000. So the first release we did was uh, 2,500 of the uh, Protocol Blue Toro and 2,500 of the uh, Blue um, Corona Gordo. And we thought we were going to have those cigars for the rest of our lives. Nobody was ever going (laughs) to buy them. It was just going to be something. Listen, we're coming out with a cigar, maybe maybe a few boxes ago, but we're going to have these cigars for the rest of our lives. And in three months, they were sold out and... It just that demand, it, like when we first came on, the, the 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 way the cigar community really embraced us is something I could never repay, and just I'm so appreciative for. And then next thing you then we did the uh, probable cause, which where you're smoking, digging, you're smoking right there. That's the next one yep. we came out with. And then after that, we started hitting the road more, and people were like, uh, "Do you guys have light cigars?" No, we got dark and darker. You have um. <laughs> um uh, 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 natural cigars, lighter bodies. No, it's strong and stronger. So to kind of feed that demand, Bill and I are very strong body, full body smokers. But um, Bill Agathis smoked a lot of Cubans. Very, he has a very refined palate. So we were like, listen, we got to feed this demand about coming out with a more lighter body cigar. But Bill and I don't really know. Can you, you know, help us out? So. He, with his palate of smoking the Cubans, he went and he created what's the Themis, which you guys are smoking right now, some more lighter body cigar. But it was a it's a Connecticut, but we wanted to do something that's a little bit more bite because we were already known by that time, two years down the road, we were already known as like full body, punching your mouth kind of guys. So we wanted to do the Themis with our own spin. So if we're going to do a Connecticut, we want to do our own. Spin. So there's some Lee Hero in there. It's got some bite to it. And I want to sound like, you know, the, the whole cliche about this is not your fault, your grandfather's Connecticut. But, mm-hmm. you know, you smoke our Themis. It's got some bite to it. It's not like smoking. Because before that, 
I'm not at all uh, a, Connecticut, a Connecticut smoker. To me, it's like you smoke the average Connecticut. It's like smoking cardboard. It's very light. Yeah. I like body my stuff. So we put some Lijero mm-hmm. in there. And he's like, all right, let's. Eric was like, well, put some Lijero in there. And and I smoked it. I was like, you know something? I don't smoke Connecticut, but I'll smoke this every once in a blue. So, but some people, bro, that's, that's actually right now number one bestseller, right? The Themis? The number one bestseller we have. People love Themis. that Themis, yeah. man. It's, it, 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 it's good because I'm like, loving this right now. You know, I, I, I like my favorite right there, uh, uh, Diggins. I love that. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that in this Robert Peel really girl good. is probably my number one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I had a I had a Sir Robert Peel. Uh, I had a couple a couple of your cigars today, but uh, I decided you know I like, had the uh, uh, your Connecticut's really good because it does have a bite, but then with unlike most Connecticut, and I would probably say ninety percent of all Connecticut's out there, they get bitter, you know, towards the halfway, and then it just kind of increases. Yeah. But yours never gets bitter about the halfway point. For me, I get like this chocolatey, like sweetness. And I love, that's what I love about this, this cigar. And um, so it's, it's definitely, definitely one, one of my favorite. Awesome with coffee, man. That, that's what I do. I do drink, I do uh, smoke our kinetics with coffee. I think with a nice coffee prepared the way you want mm-hmm. to, but it just goes well. A little bit of cream in the coffee is just because the, the thickness is really creamy and it's just this beautiful, like, hay. You know, but again, there's, there's a little bit of bite, so it's something to keep your attention. I I really do like the them, and, and again, you know, yeah. not because it's ours, but I if I'm gonna smoke a uh, a Connecticut, it's definitely gonna be the Themis. Exactly. You know what it reminded me of when I smoked it was, um, you know how they've got the the red pepper chocolate bars, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. what it reminded me of when I smoked it. It was kind of a sweet yeah. peppery. Yeah, I, I I agree. It's it's definitely and that, that's my favorite chocolate. Is like a, Higgins, Have you tried any of the uh, Sir Robert Peels? No, I've got one right here actually. That I, uh, if we go longer than uh, this probable cause, then I'll smoke it. But uh, so Sir Robert Peel, like uh, we came out. If you look at everything we've made to the Sir Robert Peel point, everything we've done from the protocol blue to the probable cause to the Themis. To the official misconduct there's a certain every project has a unique look to it but it's all has a certain uniformity if you put all the boxes next to each other and you open them up he goes oh, i see what's going on over here i see what they're trying to do that every project is is individual but you but also uniform at the same time so with our fifth release that we came out with the, the ipcpr last year was the sarabra peel we wanted to come out because we pride ourselves we are the working man's cigar so when we do our cigars, everything we act, we, everything we do, we want to do the average Joe, the plumber, the sanitation guy, the cop, the fireman, the electrician, those kind of things. You know, there's enough great high-end cigars out there that you can enjoy your Davidoffs, your Fuentes, and that's beautiful. We don't want to be that. So we want to be the average working Joes. Like, let them fight for that. Five percent of the high end guy. I want. I want the average guy. I want the cable guy that that ha- you know did a few hours of overtime and he wants to smoke a cigar. That's what we're trying to go. But with that, we want to do something so different for our fifth our fifth uh, release. So we did the Sarara Peel. We did a more elegant looking cigar, more very high end traditional. But we weren't we weren't trying to like turn our backs on what we built with the blue collar guy. Yeah. Our, our terminology was even the most hardest working guy every once in a while, the blue uh, average cop, you know, blue, you know, the blue collar Joe 
once every once in a while, put his pinky up and be fancy. <laughs> we came out with this Robert Peel. We came out to be fancy, but still, it's still the fundamentals of it. It's still the blue collar guy. But every once in a while, you want to put us. You want to put a ponytail in your hair. You want to wear a nice suit, <laughs> and you want to smoke a great looking cigar. And that's why <laughs> Robert Peel did it. And it's just what sounds more elegant than a cigar called the Sir Robert Peel. Exactly. Now, now, when you were mm -hmm. you were wanting to do another cigar, um, uh, how hands on are you? You know, when, when you approach, you know, Eric Espinoza and you're like, hey, I, you know, I want to come up. I have an idea for a new cigar, either a name like uh, wh where does that go? I mean, do you, you know, have you grown enough in your palate to where now you are blending your own cigars, knowing what you want? Because me, I, I, mm -hmm. I love cigars. I'm a cigar nerd. I don't know <laughs> if I could. If someone said, "Hey, we want to make a cigar. What do you want?" I'd be like, "Uh, I don't well, know. I something good." Yeah. I, do I personally, <laughs> I personally have been to like a month worth of tries. <laughs> I've personally been to uh, Jewel State Cigar Safaris, which I love immensely. I've probably been to about seven or eight different uh, Jewel State Cigar Safaris. And every time when we do the blending session, I work hard and I try to say to myself, and it's it's hard because you think as a cigar, oh, my God, I'm going to make this tremendous cigar. I want to do this wrapper, this binder, this filler. I'm going to put it together. It's going to be amazing. And then when you smoke it, you're like, oh, this is not, you know, I thought <laughs> it would have been awesome, but it wasn't. So it's difficult. It's very difficult to blend things correctly. So what I do, uh, what we do is... Uh, Hector Alfonso uh, Sr. I don't know if you guys know who Hector is. No. He is a blender for La Zona. He is also a cop. Um, he works for Miami-Dade County. He's an amazing human being, but one of the biggest curmudgeons I ever met. Very <laughs> antisocial, but he's working on it. And he is an amazing... The, the amount of knowledge, cigar knowledge, that Hector has is second to none. So what? anytime we're going to come out with a cigar, Eric tells me, go speak to Hector. So, and then I'm like a fanboy. Hector to me is like Brad Pitt, like yeah. a fat Brad Pitt, you know? I love this guy. <laughs> so he's like, I call him up. He goes, oh, God, Juan, what is it now? You want my <laughs> autograph again? I was like, yeah, I do want your autograph again, but I'm calling you. And I basically, we tell him what we want the cigar to taste like. We want the cigar to taste like A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And we want this. We want that. So for the Sorrel Peel Natural, we said we wanted something between. I'm, I'm not. I'll, I'll be honest because we're on the show. I'm gonna. Be, I said I want to cross between an Opus X and a Larange. Can yeah. you combine that and make something just magical for me? I want something smooth and creamy and rich and just gorgeous. And he created the uh, Sorrel Peel Natural, which is a, a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaragua binder and filler. And as I'm smoking that, I'm there in Nicaragua because I went to Nicaragua and I'm smoking. I'm like, oh, my God, this thing tastes amazing. You guys did a great job. And the Sorrento Pimaduro has a special place in my heart because it was actually I was there in Nicaragua. And I am said, let me get in front of the eight ball and I'm going to try to maybe come out with next year's blend or a line extension. So I said, let's do a Sorrento Pimaduro. And he goes, All right, what do you want to do it with? I was like, um. I, I, you know, being that I'm from Pennsylvania now, I live in Pennsylvania and I love Pennsylvania Broadleaf. I was like, how about a Pennsylvania Broadleaf? He goes, mm, I don't know. I don't know if that would work. He goes, I want to just try it. Listen, don't do anything to the blend. Don't tweak the blend. Don't do nothing. Just change the wrapper. So he actually took the wrapper off 10 
uh, some rubber peel naturals and put this beautiful uh, Pennsylvania broadleaf in it. When I first smoked it, I was like, wow, this this is just amazing. So I consider that the first cigar I ever personally blended, even though I just had the idea about uh, you know changing the wrapper. Mm-hmm. But it also shows people that sometimes when you have the same exact binder and filler and all you do is change the wrapper on it, it really changes the cigar. Because when you smoke the Sarabra Peel Natural because compared to the Robert Peel uh, uh, um, Maduro, they smoke differently. But all we really did, and I swear to you, we did not tweak the blend at all. The binder and the filler. If you take off the wrapper of a Sarabra Peel Natural and Maduro and you smoke just the binder, they, mm-hmm. they smoke exactly the same. It was just putting the wrapper on that really changed it. And I consider this, the which I'm smoking now, the Sarabra Peel Nat, uh, Maduro, the first cigar I ever, I ever blended. And that, mind you, I didn't really blend. I just had the idea of putting the the, product, the uh, Pennsylvania Broadleaf on it. But mm-hmm. I eventually want to get there. And I'm trying to go to Nicaragua more because I want to learn. And I want to be able to say, to put to really put things together and be a, a blender. Now, is that going to happen? I don't know. But I, that's, that's, that's my my. Uh, my uh my goal is so to answer your question very long convoluted i went off the you know (laughs) yes i'm very much hands-on in and we're all hands-on in all our blends it's not we just say eric uh have hector make us something we have all put and we smoke and and there was uh i believe it was the uh, fisherman's conduct we had two or three um um versions of it we smoke now nah, i need a little more spice i need a little more of this so back to the drawing board and you make it and that's the way it was and that's the way you know and it's a blessing to be uh uh so in- involved kevin from this point on you're gonna talk because i need to drink <laughs> <laughs> so, this is so, great this is great being on a podcast with Juan because i don't have to say anything <laughs> so, uh, so kevin and, and Juan, like said um you guys are obviously c- cigar nerds like the rest of us you know, yeah. and, and and I know you guys smoke other cigars other than what you guys are smoking. So yeah. um, right now, is is there something you guys are smoking that that's like new and it's fresh and it's um like you know it's like you you say to each other, hey, this guy's got it going on. This is a cigar that's gonna it's gonna hit it big if this guy can just gain traction. You know, is there a cigar out there that you guys are are really digging on right now? That's that's other than something of yours. Kevin, you want to? Uh, yeah. I'll answer, but I'll let you go first. I yeah. like what Terrence and Agonorsa Leaf is doing right now. Like they came out with some new blends that I just had over at one of the shops that we hang out at. They came out with uh, mm-hmm. an exclusive also for CI. What they're coming out with, I think, is really interesting, really good. It hits my palate, so I'm very excited for him. And you know, we have a good relationship with him. We were at uh, he was actually right behind us at uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. Have a had a great time with those guys, but uh, yeah, the stuff that they're coming out with right now is just hitting me right, and uh, really excited for him. And Terrence is just such a good guy; you can't ask for a better person. For me, um, there's a few companies that I really, really enjoy the stuff that they're coming out, and I do smoke them. I even do post them. Um, I think the stuff that Steve so- going back to Steve Saka, I am a I am a tremendous Steve Saka fanboy. I'll put that out there. I don't care. I still consider myself a fanboy, even though I'm technically whatever in the industry, but yeah, I'm a fanboy. Like I love Saka stuff. Everything that comes out of that guy, he has an amazing palette. And if yeah. it wasn't for him, we would not have the Liga Privada number nine fifty two, because that was all him. That he, you know, yeah, he'll tell you a story. I don't know if he he tells it, but he, you know, when he joined Jewish State. 
you know, he was smoking the acids and this and that. He was like, oh, this is not for me. Not to say nothing wrong with those flavored infused cigars because they're amazing. They're, you know, they're, they're great cigars, but they've got this place. Yeah. Saka's more of a, of a traditional cigar smoker. So he actually, him and Nick, put to, they came together and they made the Liga Privada number nine. And that was their, you know, if you look at the wrapper on that, it says Para el Jefe, and the Jefe referred to Steve Saka. So he would smoke those and they're amazing cigars. So anything that Steve, and Nick do are amazing. I'm also a fan of Roma Craft. Those are other guys that do some phenomenal work. But I want to say, if I had to say one company, one factory that keeps pounding out hit after hit that I have a lot of respect for is uh, James Brown with the Black Label Trading Company. Like I remember being at a uh, at an IPCPR. Maybe it was in maybe it was in New Orleans, and I saw. James and his wife just in a booth and nobody went to them. They were just like, they were were unknowns at the time. And Bill and I would tell those guys, you guys are going to be, and and I don't want to say this disrespectfully to anybody, but you guys are going to be the next Pete Johnson. You guys are going to be the next hot thing. I'm telling you, you guys keep doing what you're doing and you guys are just going to be, and I, we give, I give so much support to James and his wife. He does an amazing, everything he touches is amazing. So I want to say if I give one, you know, just one of my favorites right now is definitely uh, Oveja Negra, Black Label Trading Company over there. Those guys, you know, J- you know James Brown. I want to give a, a, a toast to James Brown here. Yeah, I, I keep hearing people talk about no his. to try any of those yet. Oh, you got to try. You got to try, James. I, I, I neither have I, you know, and I, and I got it. And everybody keeps talking about those guys over there. So it's you know, amazing. I always say about our company, like, you know, we're sitting here having a conversation with you. Of course, the, the object of this is to promote our cigars, but I have no problems, no qualms with saying other cigar companies. And you don't find that too often. Like, people that would just In other say, oh, my God, don't. cigars are awesome because i get it you know me being a consumer and come into this business like you kind of see some of this stuff and you're like wow okay i i kind of get it and i cannot really get into that mind frame where it's all about product not don't get get me wrong i love our cigars but i you know i love i have such a respect and love and admiration for this industry i could tell you five other great cigar companies that are doing awesome. And a lot of times on our podcast, we'll talk about some of these guys. Like we've mentioned Steve, Nick, uh, 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 Pete Johnson. Uh, uh, somebody was smoking a Davidoff in our last podcast. Yeah, yeah. Dean yeah. Parson no, from Epic care. Cigars. Like some yeah. of these great cigar well, companies. Because- you know, the thing about cigars is you can be a fanboy of something, but that's not the, that's not the cigar you're going to smoke every single day, you know? Um, so there are, you do always smoke different blends, different companies, all that, you know, like cigarettes, for example, people are smoking candles exclusively. They're smoking Marlboro Reds exclusively. Uh, and it's not that way with cigars. I don't think there are very many people out there that are smoking Drew Estate exclusively other than Chico Ray or, you know, or Protocol exclusively. Um, so it's good to, you know, to know what your palate likes because your palate you is what we're smoking with protocol what kind of cigars though think about it if you have a let's say i'm going to use my company if you had a guy that exclusively only smoked protocol how can yeah. you really take it take his palate seriously because he's not trying other stuff there's yeah. so much great now more than ever the the the, the quality of the cigars in this industry are mm-hmm. top notch you can go into any humidor 
and close your eyes and just pick something and it's probably going to be a great cigar. Yeah. And that's the thing is like so many great cigars right now in this industry and more than ever, we have a consumer base that's so educated. They sit there like me, like I sat there and I read everything about Saka, Nick, Jonathan Drew, Marvin, uh, Rocky Patel, all these people, AJ Fernandez, another, you know, I'm a humongous fan of AJ Fernandez. It's just amazing. Some of these guys, what they're putting out. And for you not to say that you try other people's cigars, how can anybody take you seriously if you only smoke exactly. one brand, one brand only? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it shocks me to, to when I meet, you know, like I said, because I, I never thought I would be in this position in, in the cigar world where I get to talk to people, you know, people like yourself and Saka. And, and last time I was chatting with Willie Herrera and Willie used to work for Steve Saka and we were talking and then um, he Willie had mentioned, he goes, hey, you know, I, I had heard he goes, I, you know, I know it's not true. But I had heard Steve went out and bought a box of my new uh, uh, the Herrera Esteli Miami, and I go, yeah, actually he did. And uh, and Willie's like, no, he didn't. And I go, yeah, I was just talking with Steve like two weeks ago, and he said that he loved that cigar so much he actually went out and bought a box. And you should have seen Willie was on cloud nine, and he was like, Steve Saka like really went out and bought a box of my cigars. And I go, yeah, that's what he told me. And uh, and it was just. It was just amazing that you know that that uh, even the the cigar owners are still cigar geeks, the cigar mm-hmm. fanboys, and wow. they still and they still um, uh, help each other out and still promote each other, and it's just it's an amazing, uh, amazing camaraderie, you know that that we all have, you know. So uh, uh, super. You see me out at a shop. I'm 99% probably not smoking a protocol unless it's one of our events. But normally I'm at a shop. I'm supporting them. And I'm going to smoke things that they got at the shop. Tell me what's interesting. Tell me what's new. Smoke it. All right. What's the buying? What's the filler? All right. Hey, I really like the wrapper on this. It brings a little something. Maybe we turn that into we can get that wrapper and make a little bit different out of it. But that's what makes it interesting to all of us, right? And the black, like, black label, oh my gosh, I go to Caravan Cigar Company in Bath, PA. They're a big uh, black label company and they're making some really good cigars. I'm smoking them all the time. Warped is another one. They're killing it too with a lot of their blends. That 1988 is a fantastic mm-hmm. cigar. Smoke that on a regular. Now, now uh, one, one cigar that I, that I smoked recently that just blew me away, but I am a Candela fan, is the Sinistro Mr. Red. You know, which they have a a, a a double wrapper. They have a Mexican San Andreas, and then on top of that, they put a, a Candela wrapper on top of that. Are you guys into Candelas? You guys uh, digging on them? I personally don't like Candela. Like I've tried them, the wasabi from Espinosa. Uh, I know Roma Craft makes the Candela. Fuente makes Candela. To me, that green, just from, uh, me personally, I'm not bashing it in any way, shape, form. But for me personally. I don't like that green grassy mm-hmm. flavor. I just, to me, it's not, I don't really, that's just not my thing. Yeah. So. See, I, I, I really love that one. And if you ever come across that Sinistro, Mr. Red, I'll, you know, I'll give it a try. Being, be you know, because it's, it really, that Mexican San Andreas really cuts that, that Candela down and it's actually a fantastic cigar, but I like the bitterness, the grassiness. I like that chlorophyll of a Candela. Um, so that that's super stoked. And then uh, Steve Sock is actually working on a Candela. Just jumped in my head. Another, we mentioned some great boutique brands. Another young boutique brand that's doing an amazing thing is uh, JSK, Risty. I don't know if you guys ever tried any of their stuff, but uh, Risty's doing some really amazing things also. 
I, I haven't. Uh, I met him down at a, which I'm surprised I didn't see you, but down at the Great Smoke, down at Abe's. Uh, your your buddies with Abe's. How how are you? Not, how are you not at the Great Smoke? That's a long story. I'll let my business partner answer that. <laughs> There's money involved. For, for the record, here, listen. You know, we're a young company. We're small. Um, we're small. I thought it would have been a great idea to be there. I wanted to be there, but you know, the business asked, and this is the guy that, that does the business said right now, may, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not. But next year, I definitely want to try to next be there. Next year, I will. I will give you an exclusive. Next year, we will absolutely be there. Smoking is a big partner of ours. I actually, our cigars. I adore Abe. Abe, if you're watching, I don't. You probably don't watch this. Abe, Abe gives him his own world. But I actually, I don't know. Just something about that guy from when I met him. I, you know, not everybody. I feel I, I get this uh, this close this, this attachment to, but like Eric's one of them, and Abe's another one. I have a tremendous amount of respect, admiration for Abe everything he's done and i love him and his family i've actually been to his house with my family i, I, I thought you weren't, weren't you cooking him dinner i did i cooked mm. him dinner and it's just amazing and i really wanted to be there but you know whatever happens as, as business we make business decisions yeah personally i wanted to be there we weren't you know that's water on the bridge hopefully next year we will be there because i love abe and i think he that is an I wanted to be there. Just put it we'll put it that way. Yeah, and and, yeah. And, I, and I understand with the star thing and how he runs the show. So I understand what you guys would have had brought to the table right. to be there. You know, that's a lot for you know for an event like that to bring that many cigars and everything that goes with that. So not not a lot of people can can afford sure. to do that and, and give that many cigars away. So, but uh, but yeah, Abe is a super super cool guy. I've been yeah. a, I've been to the show like three times, and every time we go on a show, I, I was get, wind up getting Abe drunk. Yeah, you know, it was not, you know, and, and Abe pushes you. You know, I mean, the first time I, I saw Abe, and and we were talking my product, and I was showing him uh, like what I had, and I and I was so proud of of what I had developed, and he's uh, and he goes, "Yeah, your packaging sucks." And I'm like, and, and I'm like "What?" And he go, and he goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "Your packaging sucks, man. You got a great product." And uh, and I'm like, all right. So it forced me to go back to the table and come out with something fantastic. And just every time, you know, it's like if I, you know, I talk to him about business, and there aren't a lot of people in this industry that I can talk to, you know, like like I can with Abe. And um, he just gives it to you straight. And he goes, I'm out tell him something. He'd be like, that's dumb. And he goes, he goes, I've been doing this for 20 years. Why don't you try this? And you know, it's really helped help pay off. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here now, you know, in, in, in this, in this wonderful studio. Let's do a toast yeah. to Abe. Yes. A, to, a toast, a toast to Abe. Yeah, he's a good guy. You know, I'll tell you, there's been uh, a few people that are straight shooters in this business and cigar dojo is another one and they're straight shooters. They just tell you how it is, whether yeah. they like what you're or not. I appreciate the feedback. You know, it's always constructive criticism, right? Let's be good in one another, but you know, Hey, I want to hear like, do you think this is going to work for us or is it not? Right. So, yeah, exactly. We're, and we're all trying to help out and Absolutely. reach out and try to help each Absolutely. other. You know, you know, I tell everybody, I said, I didn't get to where I'm, I'm at on my own. I won't get to be where I want to be on my own. You know, people have drugged me up, have pushed me up. So I try and help out those along the way. And, you know, it's just, it's just what we do in the, in, in the cigar industry. You know, that's why I, I reach out to you, Juan, about, you know, some notes on your, um, your YouTube channel, which, uh, which, which you guys have a, a great channel. Like I said, you guys are, it's super cool that yeah. what you guys do, what, what made you want to get into doing a, um, a show? This is a great story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, when we, 
it's it's absolutely magical to me. Like I can't even wrap my head around it. The way that the cigar community, from the consumers, supporters, to the cigar uh, media, really embraced us from Cigar Dojo, Cigar Coop, Cigar Federation, Developing Palettes. You got it's just a mate, Tim Rollins. I, I I can't even wrap my head. And I can't even, there's nothing I could do to show my appreciation to you guys in cigar media, the way you guys supported us. And it's been this support that's really helped us along the way. And I just lost my train of thought. What was the question you said, Kevin? <laughs> you said again. Talking okay. about your show, what made you want to right, get the podcast? So we started going on Dojo Smoke Night Live, we're going on, on Coop Show. And we were doing all this from a laptop with that little laptop, you know, camera and, and his and his uh, garage and you know, wherever we were doing it from. And then Kevin said, we're doing all these podcasts, we're doing all these shows, and the audio sounds terrible. The video looks like disgusting. You guys look like crap. We look like crap. And, and especially when he got into the business, like he, he's very business oriented and he gets it, that social media, cigar media is the backbone of this industry. I'll say it right now. If it wasn't for you guys like you, guys like us wouldn't be anywhere. So we have a lot of thanks to give guys like you, uh, so guys like Coop, Dojo, Development Palettes, all these guys, Thor. Uh, I, I, I could sit there. I didn't write them down, but this is like off the cuff. But because of you guys, we get where we're at. So when we would do these shows, it would kind of look crappy. So Kevin, being the savvy business guy he is, he says, you guys look like shit, you know, <laughs> rainy, looks terrible. I'm going to buy some studio equipment. And I'm a geek by trade. So. He is a geek by trade. So he starts <laughs> buying, what's that thing called over there? That big monstrosity over there? That's called the mixer one. He buys this big thing. Of, uh, I wouldn't even know what to do with that thing. You got to, <laughs> it's like at least, at least 50 buttons, 30 knobs, 70 switches. All these things where you move up and down, like I don't know. I go. He buys that. He buys this this mic. He buys this. He he starts buying all this great equipment, and the and it really shows when you started. Ever since we started using this equipment, it just the quality, the, the uh, audio quality is excellent. The video quality is excellent. It's just amazing. So then he has an epiphany, and then from here you take it. <laughs> tell me, tell me your epiphany. So I'm like, guys, we have all this equipment. Why don't we have a podcast or a YouTube channel where we can go live or we do it? We say it's protocol live, but we record it so we can rewatch it to make sure we're not going crazy because we are a crazy cigar company. And uh, let's have our own medium. And it's kind of evolved from the first episode where we're just telling stories about Bill with the bat in his house, which was an amazing episode. That's the highest watched episode we've ever had. And it was a great story. You have to watch that if you haven't seen it. And it turned into this lineup where now we have notes we've got the chow lineup we've got we cover all the events that are coming up and it's just our lives and it's almost like a lifestyle channel or uh, like the protocol lifestyle i don't know what you want to call it right now but it's so, just the different aspects of what we do go out have fun you know be good to one another and you know we we turn into you know we, we comment on the cigars and things and the new releases and stuff when we have them but it's more about what we're doing, the events, but we are fortunate. Juan's retired, but we're fortunate where we can go out on a weekend and talk about these events, but then talk about the band we saw after or the yeah. VIP 
location we got to see this one band and we were able to smoke cigars there at this casino it just it, it kind of uh, it's it's got a life of its own right now we're only 11 episodes in but i'm super excited about it it's my baby i get super excited in the morning when we so got so fundamentally you have 12, 12 episodes by the way no we have 11 we just oh. did 11 Oh, well, you have 12 videos. Maybe oh, videos. Oh, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some of them were just some like, them were, yeah, oh, okay. Oh, okay. But see, that's the way I see. That's the direction I see uh, cigar in the social media world going. I, I see it kind of pulling away from as many reviews and seeing just tobacco talk or like a lounge experience is what i like to call our show talking about food so and the bands just let me just let me get this one thing in so yeah. fundamentally the protocol live thing that we do it was just another another venue to engage our supporters i hate to use the word fans i, I don't like to use the word fans but yeah. supporters yeah so it's just another way to 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 engage our supporters. So we wanted to do something, and we had this idea of this, this podcast or this video cast, you know, whatever we're doing. But my main thing was doing something where we can engage the people, and not so much. I didn't want to talk about news. I didn't want to talk about reviews because that's you know you guys are doing an immaculate job doing that, and I thank all you guys. Before we even did the first episode, I reached out to Eric Gatorsman. Uh, I'm sure I'm saying that. I always say his name Gatorm's wrong. son. Eric Gatorsman, uh, Cooper, uh, the guys from Developing Palettes. And I said, listen, this is what we're thinking. We're not going to do – I don't want to step – I don't want to feel like you're st we're stepping on your toes. We're not going to do cigar news, reviews. All we're going to – this is just us talking about protocol, but not so much about protocol. It's about the lives because we figure, we've learned that people – we're regular Joes, except him, because he, you know, he works in internet security, so he makes a lot of moves. But the <laughs> rest of us are just average working Joes, and it's just a yeah. podcast about life, what we eat, what we do, and we want to do something just a further engagement, and that's what we did, and it's been amazing, and it's been a way just to connect to our supporters, and we didn't want to step on anybody's toes, and all these guys, Coop, Eric, developing power, develop, cool. all of them yeah. said. Because before we came out, it was like, I don't want you to think we're doing anything, you know, no press releases. It's just, and I, I, I almost asked for permission first. That's the level of respect I have for what yeah. you guys do for this industry. And the, at the time, like, whatever, it's been a year since we've been doing this. Is you know, only 11, you know, we haven't really done as much as we should. But, you know, in that one year, I spoke to the people we were the closest with. So, again, Coop. Uh, dojo development pallets uh, 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 cigar, uh, cigar fed and i asked everybody i called uh, all these guys and said would you mind if we did this could you imagine a cigar company ask calling you up and asking for permission this is what we think this is the amount of respect as a company and personally i have for what you kevin do jessica what you do diggins what you guys do because we don't want to ever make you feel like we're stepping on your toes but everybody was cool with it because we're not talking about Cigar news. We're basically just another way to engage and further communicate and bond with our uh, our supporters. So yeah, that, that, yeah that, it's, it's great. And and what, and what you guys do is is great. You know, I, I love how you throw in clips. You guys were you at a restaurant and it was uh you're they were cutting some of this fantastic looking steak on this plate <laughs> that was on fire and it was <laughs> stop right there. Yeah. When you and Jessica, the next time you guys go. To New Jersey. I don't know when it is. Hopefully, Jessica has some family there. You want to go in the next? Oh yeah, yeah. We saw she saw his family there. 
So the next time you go, I want you, Kevin, to reach out to me. I want to take you and Jessica to that place where they cook the steak on this. What's it called? Terracotta? Yeah, terracotta. That video. Yeah. I'm telling you, it is the most amazing thing you will ever see. And that's in, uh, I think, I'm Bloomfield, New Jersey. But it's just so when when you smoke cigars and you're dealing with people, what do you what do you what do we like to do? We like to smoke. We like to drink. We like to eat. Those are my 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 three vices. Actually, yeah. I got smoking cigars, drinking coffee, eating good food. That's that's it. Yeah, three. Three. If I had to give one of those up between coffee and cigars, it probably I hate to say it probably goes coffee first. Yep. Yeah. But then food, you know, I, I I'm not about you know, I'm not about this uh, you know, live to eat kind of person. I wanna I wanna eat good food. That's my thing. I wanna eat good food. And so we part of the the, the as this podcast evolves, I wanna show people the good food that's out there. So you guys could try good meals, good drinks, good cigars, and just have a good time and enjoy life because it could be over tomorrow. I could have a heart attack tomorrow and be dead. Mm-hmm. God, boom. So oh, I, if, if, you, if you didn't lose all that weight, you may have had a heart attack by now. How much, how much weight did you lose? I mean, cause you have slimmed down over the last few years. I am uh, right now at my heaviest. I want to say that picture when I, I just put it up the other day, just for shits and giggles. I, I, I didn't expect the amount of uh, attention that I got for it, but I was about in the 360 pound ballpark in there. And now I'm about two. 250. So I'm about 110, 115 pounds uh, uh, lost. I want to keep on this keto. I've done the keto. Mental keto is a great, you know, it's just, so you basically cut carbs. Yeah. And I don't, I haven't had, I haven't put really sugar in, in my system for about over a year and a half. And I do, it's not keto. It's not like everybody thinks it is just, you eat a lot of like, you basically you like chew on a stick of butter. Yeah. But yeah. It's yeah. Like great proteins, good quality proteins and a lot of boiled eggs. Hard-boiled eggs, avocados, and I just—I've not eaten so many vegetables in my life. <laughs> it's keto, and I want to tell you something. I went to the doctor the other day because I want this. I've been on this keto for about a year and a half now. I was like, I got to see how what my numbers are. And I went to the doctor before I got on the keto, and everything was within normal parameters, but a point or two, above, uh, just short of being like I'm, I was on a point of I was going to need uh, take. Sugar, whatever the pills are for uh, whatever, uh, you know, my sugar was almost high. My cholesterol was high. My all of the normal parameters, but basically borderline high. Yeah. Uh, uh, blood pressure, the whole nine yards. The doctor told me you're going to have to if you go up one more point, in anything, you're going to have to start taking pills across the board. I went to the doctor about a month ago. Everything is on the low end. And I'm talking about, I've been on keto for about a year and a half. I just it's, it's just great quality vegetables and you eat good fats like like i do things for my body right so i don't do the whole i've heard things about fat bombs you know you you eat like i i don't do all that because i don't believe you eating fat's gonna help you but exactly. I eat good quality proteins and just a lot of vegetables and low on carbs no pasta no rice no potatoes and don't give me, me being spanish yeah <laughs> you know, I, I miss out on all the good stuff but what I did this year, I said for Thanksgiving and Christmas, I did do a tradition. I had rice and gandules and pastelas and all that stuff because cheat day. It's a it's a it's a, it's a cheat day, right? So, yeah. and I've still been doing great, and all my numbers are low. So I'm, I, you know, I'm very impressed and just happy that I found this. But that's that that's awesome. 
So, um, um, uh, cigar wise, before we uh, um, uh, we'll we'll wrap up here in a few minutes. Um, you guys, whoever, uh, I think I've seen. It. Yeah, we're going on an hour and twenty three minutes. This is yeah, pretty- so it's pretty awesome. So, so, so your first um uh, international, you were in um Norway. That was your first international sales. Are you guys doing a lot international now, or are you still just in Norway? <laughs> that Norway thing was just a guy that yeah. somebody uh, cigar bombed him. We don't oh. have anything. Oh, we don't have oh. any international. No international. No oh, one's- no. This oh. guy in his art made it sound like you're big in Norway. Like I guess apparently <laughs> his little. Guy, I, I know the guy. The guy actually got a bomb from somebody and in Norway and. We, that's something we would definitely gotta look at. We want to expand. We, I would love. It's a, let me tell you something. E- even I'm selling in one shop in this in the United States. To me, it's a dream come true. Kevin, isn't it a dream come true? It's amazing. It's amazing. Now, if we got to Norway, it's be like the cherry on top, yeah. or wherever uh, you know out there. And and we have we've actually gotten a few offers here and there, but we feel we want to focus more so here and just keep building here and yeah. And then the FDA is, is another thing we're scared about, but we are trying to – we are compl- FDA compliant in everything we do, but imagine if we let the the, 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 the fear of FDA shut us down. We wouldn't be oh, yeah. having this conversation right now. I won't let that happen. Yeah. And we're still trying to and, – and there's so much uncertainty with this, this FDA that, you know, like we actually – for one production run, we actually moved – the P made it smaller and moved it down for that uh, uh, warning, warning label. label. And, what, and look what happened. The warning label is gone. It's garbage. Uh, yeah. no, imagine, you know how many companies spent millions of dollars with the warning labels and now it's gone? Yeah. I, I'm, part of me is like, it's crazy to kind of live like FDFDA and we're going to try to do, yeah, we're going to be compliant, but we're going to still push. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we would just like, oh, my God, this is shut down. We wouldn't be having this great conversation, and it's. Uh, I think it's been an awesome show. I don't know, like an hour and twenty five minutes went by isn't, like this. Isn't it a lot? Like the FDA is kind of like the coronavirus. It's it is. Scary. It's yeah. a big scare, but it's a big nothing, scare. It's nothing. a media created scare. Exactly. So, so have you guys, um, um, because of the FDA, um, have you like pulled back on your like developing anything new, or you guys got some new stuff in the works and and you're still we do still have some new stuff in the works and. Listen, we're small. If the FDA says one day you guys got to stop, okay, we'll stop. But until then, it's like catch me if you can. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Wait, wait. We're still <laughs> doing not, everything yeah. we have to do. Everything's in the background. Back to a predicate. In the background, we're, we're still doing right everything. Yeah. Well, let's say the FDA tomorrow says, all right, this is too much for us to do." You know, all right, fine. Listen, uh, whatever happens, there's so much uncertainty that for us to. The passion that we have and the love we have for this this brand that we've built, you know, this is. I'm gonna speak on a personal level. I've been a cop for 20 years. When you're a cop for 20 years, the amount of the amount of time I put into being into police law enforcement doing overtime has been amazing. I'm telling you, I've lost so many different aspects of my family's lives putting time into policing because i know my payout's going to be i go and do this overtime is going to reflect in my my pension yeah same thing is almost to the what's going on right now we i am going out there i am traveling i am doing this 
I'm going to Florida. And, and by the way, sidebar, I'm going to take a Florida trip uh, very soon. And Kevin, we're meeting up somewhere. Yeah. Yes, we'll, we I'm going to definitely stop by you guys. But we're doing this because we want something to be a payoff. And hopefully it's like gambling. It's like you, you're taking a gamble. There's all this time that I, that we are putting in, especially me, because I'm the retired guy. And this is I'm, uh, I am now the time that I could spend with my family. I'm spending it on the cigars. I'm building the brand. Is it going to pay off? I don't know, but I'm I'm trying to push. I'm still trying to do. I'm still because this is my heart. I love this yeah. industry. Yeah, I love this product. I love you guys. I love the consumers out there. I love what we're doing. So I'm going to keep pushing it. Yeah. We're going to keep pushing it. Until the FDA shuts us down, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see it. See it either. Uh, I, I, you know, I think especially with this last round with uh, you know some some positives on the cigar side, I think we're going to see some. I, I'm I'm definitely seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, a lot of what yeah. we're doing. I my, my only my personal opinion. I think we're doing it all for not. But you got to do. You got to. You got to jump through the hoops. That's fine. We'll do it, and well, we have. Yeah. And and you and you have to be prepared because there are a lot of especially like boutique guys that are yeah. not not prepared, and there are a lot mm-hmm. of boutique guys. If if shit hits the fan, they are going to be ruined, you know, yeah. because, because they're not prepared. They're not, you know, they don't yeah. have all the ducks in a row. So well, it goes back to working with Eric Espinosa and the fact Eric's helped us with everything. Yeah, Eric, been, I give a lot of credit to Eric Espinosa, Lazona, Hector, 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 all yeah. guys have been. Uh, w- w- uh, Frank and Herrera. The, team, the that, team's even behind them that they have access to to make sure that we're all good. The lawyers and everybody behind the scenes, they've been mm-hmm. freaking phenomenal. I've been on the phone with them and unbelievable. So as yeah, of right I'm, now, we're good. But let's say if yeah. the FDA definitely, if the worst case doomsday scenario. We've been compliant. Everything's been going on. We've been 100% compliant. But let's say the FDA says we, we can't do it no more. Whatever's going on is, you know, the uh, the, the testing of the blends and it's $100,000 yeah. per Vitola. We got nine Vitolas. That's $900,000. We can't do it. It's okay. Listen, we did the best we can. We showed people out there, you guys out there that support us. Anytime you go to one of our events, we give you 100%. Mm-hmm. We show you a good time. We have laughs. I buy people drink. I don't care if it comes out of my. I don't. I don't really care because I want to have. This is all about having a good time. The positiveness, the the fellowship, the 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 kingship, kinships. You said that on our podcast. Kingship, morality. This is what it's all about. To me, if I if I can if a guy travels an hour to one of my events, and he has a, a tremendous time, my job is done. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree, you know, and it's, and, and I've traveled three hours to events, you know, I've, I've traveled four hours and it's just, when you have that great time, it, it doesn't make any difference, you know, how, how far you travel. It's just a great, uh, a, a great day, you know, and it's just exactly. about building those memories, those relationships. And, and that's what it's all about. Yep. Yep. As we're coming to a close, are you guys happy with this uh, episode? Yeah. Oh, oh, hands down. It was uh, it was awesome. You know, everybody was uh, an hour and a half. This is probably yeah, yeah. and we no, didn't even no go into the comments. No one got a word in. We're going into we're going into <laughs> William Cooper territory with a three hour show. God. We went hour and a half without even going to comments. I, I, exactly. Yeah, we're, 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 comments. Let, 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 let's, yeah. Let's, let's do some comments here. Yeah, yeah. We, we, Bill, Ragone, Bill Ragone. He's he's been I love Bill. <laughs> so yeah, he, he he's been commenting a lot. So I, I try and flash him up on the uh, uh, the screen, and uh, basically uh, he say you are the cigar celebrity of all cigar celebrities. So uh, oh, 
So uh, this guy uh, actually uh, dressed up like me for a Halloween party. I, I saw that. <laughs> That's awesome. I saw I saw Schmokini was in the comments. She's yeah, gonna, yeah. Uh, yeah Schmokini. She'll be in the protocol booth at IP, yes. or at IPCPR or PCA. Yeah, so. great sidebar. Uh, we're gonna have so uh, Schmokini is a great up and coming. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the words, but that's the word they've been given to a social media influencer. But she's actually I speak to her a lot in the in like in the background, and she wants to learn. She wants to do something great. She has a great, in my opinion, she has a great brand. And something different, and um, yeah, she's definitely going to be at our booth this year at the at the uh, PCA. Am I said that right? Yep. She she's she's got a partner too. I believe her partner was Jolene. on here. I love Jolene. Jolene's yeah. awesome. I don't yeah, know yeah, uh, yeah. The smoke, the smoke, the smoke and chicks. I think is their uh, um, their combined. Yeah, yeah that's their brand. They're trying oh. to do a, a combined doing a smoke and chicken. Both of them are awesome. Jolene and uh, uh, Kim are awesome people and we're just blessed to have people of that nature around us. Well, so, and then the cigar madam too, correct? Yes. C- cigar madam. So she, she's yes, super, cigar madam, right? Yeah. yeah she, she's super cool. So, all right. Uh, other than uh, the, the protocol cigars, uh, YouTube channel, uh, where else uh, um, um, can people find you on the social medias? So if you guys actually go to Instagram and you type in protocol, uh, Kevin, myself, Tristan will come up as a protocol. We put the name first. Bill kept it as Cuban Assassin because that's the uh, the name that he created his brand. So he kept it at Cuban Assassin. So you could do you search protocol anything and it'll come up. If you Google protocol cigars everywhere we sell, like um, you know, we tried to always in the beginning we were very much brick and mortar oriented where even in our first year we had famous come up to us and say oh we want to sell your cigars and we said listen with all due respect we love you because we have a very unique uh relationship with famous smoke shop uh that's my my backyard i live two miles from famous smoke shop i'm always there i love that place author zareski all those guys have personal relationships with them but we said we wanted to build our fan base i hate the word fan base our support base with our brick and mortars and it wasn't until like two or three years later that we actually started selling to the big online guys like ci famous jnr smoking and all those guys so but yeah if you googles if you guys google googles if you guys google (laughs) protocol cigar you guys will find anything you need to know about that Exactly. And then anybody just uh, on YouTube, if you look in the, uh, the the show notes down below, I have all those links that take you directly there. So you don't have to do all that. I just want to say you guys are doing a great job. Thank you again for even reaching out to us no, and wanted to it. have us on. This is an amazing honor to be on your show. And I love, you know, this might be whatever the, the 10th, 15th show I've been on. It doesn't matter. It's always an honor to be on any show and to have, you know, uh, cigar media uh, support us, man. We we really we really appreciate that. Well, we appreciate y'all coming on. We definitely appreciate oh, you guys right. coming on. And then uh, when you guys are in Florida, definitely uh, hit me up. Uh, Jessica and I will come and meet you guys somewhere and have Juan, Juan and I may be in Florida in the near future, so we'll figure yes. that out. I'd be and if you ever awesome. find yourself in Texas, hit me up. 
Yeah. Uh, well, actually te- hit Texas, Texas, I am and, going to we be gotta in. got to go. Yeah. I got to figure out this whole coronavirus thing with my day job. But if I get to Texas, I'm spending the weekend. So, so do you guys think this whole coronavirus thing is like a media created frenzy or, or yeah. what? I yeah. Thought so, yes. 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 It, it's definitely a media created frenzy, you know, because yeah. we, we got we got to talk about something. You know, it was I tell everybody um, it's probably been about 10 years now. The whole media in the entire country was gripped on Florida and it was uh, they the media dubbed it uh, a summer of the shark. All of these shark attacks in Florida. And they said that they, every day there was a new shark attack. But what they weren't telling you was that year that was the summer of the shark. There was the least amount of shark attacks in a 20 year wow. period wow. in Florida. But just because I don't know, there Sensationalism. was there was nothing else to report. It was the uh, it was the summer of the shark. And the greatest story ever was this stoner a surfer out of a Daytona Beach. He was coming out of the hospital and this reporter, you know, he just got bitten by a shark, said, you know, hey, you know, you're going to get back on the surfboard. Uh, he goes, yeah, of course, I'll get back out there. I've been surfing my whole life. And uh, she goes, you know, uh, you're, you know, you're a hundred times more likely or a thousand times more likely to get struck by lightning than you are to get bitten by a shark. And he looks at her and he goes, I was struck by lightning last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It was the greatest. He needs to go buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Not to get to politics, but you ever notice on election years, there's always a big pandemic somewhere going on. If it's not Ebola virus, it's the swine flu, it's the coronavirus. It's just, it's insanity. Like it it is. My my daughter is a a nurse, and she was in college when the uh, the Ebola virus was was going around, and she was taking that uh, uh, class, and I forget what it is about infectious diseases and everything else. So I was talking to her on the phone and I'm like, hey, are you, are you worried about Ebola virus? And she goes, yeah, we're studying uh, Ebola virus right now. And uh, and I, she goes, I'll tell you what, if you're in a third world country, you're praying that you have Ebola. Because if you have Ebola, that means you don't have all the nastier stuff. Because like, <laughs> Ebola virus is like yeah, a cold over, overseas. She goes, you want Ebola virus because it's like the calmest of everything. She right. goes, there's so much nastier stuff out there. So yeah. So yeah, this is just uh, it's just media hype. That, that's all. That's all it is. A, a coronavirus side note: Why <laughs> does the spread and fear of coronavirus translate in, into that you cannot find toilet paper anymore? Exactly. I can't figure that one out either. Because why are people fighting for? We don't live in a third. We don't, we don't live in Russia. We live in the United States. Why are people fighting for toilet paper? It's really simple. And, like, Corona people doesn't do even cause abdominal stress. It's a, no. it's yeah. a respiratory thing, right? Yeah. So how does you shitting? How tissue. does you shitting have anything to do with <laughs> coronavirus, people? I, I, I coughing really damn hard. Wake I, up! Wake up, people! Wake up! I, I know we we, we have a uh, we we subscribe to a bunch of uh, uh, like uh, monthly shipments. I get my air filters for my AC. They come in the mail. We get toilet paper just in the mail. Like a, yeah. a case of it just shows up one day. Okay. Same with paper towels. So we don't worry about any of that. It's just. <laughs> So they tell you they're out. So I, I yeah. had a, I had a, I had a brilliant marketing <laughs> aspect. You ready for this? I don't know, maybe you saw, maybe you're not. So I went into Sam's two days ago. Sam's Club. If you guys don't know, it's like a yep. BJ's. Yeah, yeah. Like a Sam's Club. I go into Sam's Club and I notice every, any product that had the word antibacterial on it was yeah. sold out. Like yeah. pallets. The guy told me. The manager told me like we get a pallet of antibacterial. Whatever they put it down with their forklifts and it's gone. 
So I had a brilliant idea that said that uh, all protocol cigars are antibacterial. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. 90 protocol cigars kill 99.999% of all viruses and germs, bacteria. Kevin, tell them the disclosure. <laughs> uh, this is not FDA approved. The FDA did not. It's for the lawyers out there, the FDA did not condone this uh Oh, that's that's awesome! Genius, genius. So, listen, you gotta have a laugh. Everything again that goes back to the dark humor and police officers. You got (laughs) something bad's happening. You have to laugh about it. Mm -hmm. You're gonna go crazy. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So. Cool. All right, guys. We definitely appreciate you having on the show. And um, like I said, is this one an hour and thirty nine minutes? Is this one of the longest shows you ever had? Uh, no. It's about it's about average. Bill Bill Ragone Bill Ragone. He he can talk. He talked us for about about two hours. I think. Wow. He holds holds the record right now. It was a good about ninety minutes. I gotta say, Bill Ragone is a good looking big man. He 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 is. So he puts on glasses. Yeah. So He's, he has plenty to talk about. He's yeah. uh, got his hands in so many things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So cool. Let's right. We're going to Nicaragua one day. Bill, you want to go to Nicaragua with us one of these days? That'll be a fun trip. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it would be. Well, yeah. have he, could take, he could, he could uh, check girls' temperatures out there. We'll go raid the Drew Estate place and, uh, and go party with those guys. So, shout out to Jonathan Drew, I don't have no more liquor in here, but shout out to Jonathan Drew. You were another one of my mentors. I love you, Jonathan. Great, great, great guy. So, cool. All right, guys, we definitely appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely have to do this again. Oh, It'll be our it. honor. Thank you. Appreciate it. Blast. You guys have a good night. All right, you too. You too, guys. Thank you. Oh, what a fantastic, fantastic night. Yeah, man. And I tell you what, that damn cigar was good. Yeah, to smoke it. If you haven't smoked one of them yet, the uh, yeah, I'll uh, probable cause. Yeah, that sucker was good, man. So we'll we'll definitely good damn cigar. I'll I'll definitely be smoking that one. So I definitely want to uh, say thank you to everybody in the uh, in the chat panel tonight. I know uh, we didn't get to a lot of questions. I was trying to put uh, uh, your comments up on the screen. It was just one of those uh, enthralling conversations that uh, that was just uh, absolutely fantastic. So. all right. Well, next week um, we have on um, uh, next Sunday night the one, the only DJ Eli, aka DJ Acid from uh, from Drew Estate. We'll be talking to him. He'll be uh, he'll be at all barn smokers again this year. Hopefully, we can get some uh, some info uh, on uh, barn smoker 3.0. What's going on with that? And then um, next Monday night we have uh, Ron McCoy uh, from Ron Real TV. Super super cool guy. Um, you definitely need to subscribe to Ron Real. He has got like this sweet 16 of cigar reviews going on right now. Yeah. That's something that's never been done before. And it's uh, uh, super stoked. So um, like I said, we'll, we'll see everybody uh, next Sunday night. And then uh, let's see if we can uh, have a Corona cigar uh, play us out. So uh, we'll see you guys next Sunday night.